0: Hello, hello, and welcome back! To- <clears throat> welcome back <laughs> to the Riri's Discoveries podcast. Uh, I know that I typically upload these things on a Friday at six thirty in the morning, but it has been uh, a hectic couple of days, and honestly, woke up feeling a little bit weird on the day that I record these, and so I just uh, I made sure that I was able to work on. work that requires an actual deadline from other human beings and I figured I'd give myself a break and and just record this when it was convenient for me. So for today's podcast, um, it's going to be very female focused. There is a lot of female news right now Um, and so that's my my positive news story is more so um, commentary on on potentially the lack thereof positive news surrounding some very negative news that's going on with women um and then the bulk of the podcast will be talking about um some of the supplements it's 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 going to be a little short and sweet but some of the supplements that i actually take uh, as a woman, to help support my womanly functions, um, and then for our health and wellness info and advice, I'm going to be talking about hormone fluctuations and um, what women can expect uh, throughout the month in terms of how their hormones fluctuate. So, um, yeah, without without further ado, let's get into this. So to start off, I I typically. Start with a positive news story that I found. Um, that I kind of had to sift through all of the other stuff uh, in order to, in order, <laughs> to bring you something positive, so that we are not constantly having to hear about negative things. Um, but I have to be honest that in the last week, the news has been less than uh, encouraging. Um, by the way, if you hear any panting or sounds of toys or drinking. I am dog sitting this weekend. So there's a very large dog just kind of wandering around as I record this episode. So anyways, back to the story. So this week, uh, the world seemed to be outraged uh, because in Alabama, as well as several other states that followed, they have passed laws banning women from getting abortions. And this is obviously a pretty... It shouldn't be a difficult topic because people like the greater population should not be talking about this. If a woman wants to terminate a pregnancy for whatever her reasons are, then that's up to her and it really shouldn't be up to other people. Just like, you know, literally anything in this world, I understand that people have opinions and people are coming from uh, various different religious positions, and perspectives, and uh, upbringings, and there are all of these things that influence how someone can feel about the process of abortion. But whether that means they actually have the control over other people to have that abortion is insane. Like, if you think about it, like, I don't know, let's think of sports. So I have certain opinions around uh, hockey. You know, I like hockey, but I don't love it. Um, you know, and and uh, doesn't really relate to me. So now uh, I'm in a position of political power and I am going to ban some people from cheering for uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just because I kind of know enough about hockey and Uh, I'm from Ottawa, so my upbringing is that uh, we don't always like the Toronto Maple Leafs, so I'm going to make it illegal for people to go and cheer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. How freaking absurd does that sound? For me, who sort of knows about it, it really doesn't affect me. Oh, the dog is looking at a squirrel. All right, yeah, you know, I... uh, I know a little bit. You know, I've heard about hockey. I watch it sometimes. Um, but now I'm making a, a law. So now there are these rich hoity-toity people in America, typically white old guys, uh who are, you know, they've heard about abortion. They obviously know women because many of them are you know, they either are married or they have daughters. God forbid they have daughters um, or they have mistresses. It's a classic tale. But now they're saying, oh, you know, I'm a Republican. So and I may or may not have some religious affiliations with uh, Christianity or Catholicism or whatever it is that they believe in. um, So I'm going to ban. I'm going to make it a law to not be able to have an abortion and this goes so much further because you know I was reading somewhere that uh because getting an abortion is now illegal it is actually a felony in Alabama so if these women do end up getting an abortion and they do end up getting caught getting said abortion as felons they're they're not allowed to vote so this just seems like such a, a like a million steps backwards in the progression of the entire world, <laughs> you know. Like it's ugh, it's it's so hard as uh, a woman who lives in a country where I do have these freedoms, um, thank goodness, uh, to think that they're are women in really difficult situations of um, sexual abuse and sexual assault, Uh, women who already feel like they don't have a lot of rights because they typically are from low-income families. And now old white guys sitting atop their ivory tower have now told them that they don't even have the right to their own body. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And I saw um, there was a woman on on, um, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah and she was talking about how, just about how uh, this like further propagates um, the poor getting more poor because the more poor and uneducated people there are, the longer the people who are making ridiculous laws can stay in power because people don't know any better because they aren't educated. And they probably don't have the time, you know, to go out and learn about these things and and rise up against the bad guys in politics because... They're probably working a million jobs, or Lord knows, you know, caring for a baby that has made them bankrupt, because apparently having a child in the US, if you don't have insurance is, it's like $20,000 or something. No one just has that lying around, especially to make up in nine months when you find out that you're pregnant because you were sexually assaulted, and now you can't abort the baby. Like, it's just like, I don't, again, it's my opinion, and I shouldn't be able to make laws one way or another based on my opinion, but neither should anybody else. Um, So I know that this is usually a positive news moment, Um, but it's not something that I think I can ignore. Uh, I think that the positive side of all of this is just how upset people are, um, like, people continue to post things on social media, just, r- like, really trying to bring home the fact that, like, this is insane that this is even happening. Um You know, I'm running away to an island to get far, far away from from all of this just would be so nice. But for now, I think it's important that I do talk about it on the podcast for those of you who listen. Because it's something that we need to know. Uh, It's something that we need to be aware of and to really think about... um, because it would be ridiculous to ban people to make it illegal for somebody to cheer for a hockey team just because the lawmakers kind of know a little bit about hockey teams you know it's just a it's just a bit ridiculous um, but to uh, contrast that in terms of powerful women and women from countries where they're just getting it right every time. I, I was looking at a, a graph the other day for um the the pay like the wage gap between men and women. Uh in Sweden it is the smallest. Uh I was actually really proud though because I think that Canada may have been the second or third smallest gap. So although there is a wage gap and it kinda sucks, at the same time, uh Canada's doing pretty well. So hats off to Canada again. Um very very proud. But uh, my girl, Greta Thunberg, who I talked about, I think it was last podcast or one before, um, she was just on the cover of Time Magazine. A 16-year-old who is influencing these governments and these large governing bodies where those old white guys are hanging out. Um, She is actually she's creating change and she is really stirring things up and I was just, I was so excited to see her on on the cover of Time Magazine. She's just absolutely amazing for a 16 year old. So if you haven't already, check her out, follow her on everything. Um, I follow her at least on Twitter and Instagram and I just, she's just so sweet Um, and she's doing something really great and she's actually trying to affect something that, that we should be worried about. You know, like we should not be making laws about abortions right now when the planet is on fire, um, as Bill and I said, if you have not seen the video, of Bill and I losing his shit over climate change, you should definitely look it up because it's uh, it 's pretty funny, so I think that, that that just about wraps up the the news portion um, i am i am I am upset and I am frustrated. But at the same time, I am also really encouraged by the fact that we don't just kind of roll over when these things happen. Um, the internet rises up, and I'm sure that there will be protests. And I'm sure that um, that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who I love, you should watch the documentary about her on Netflix, um, <clears throat> bring the house down or something like that, uh, I'm I'm sure that there will be politicians who will fight back against this. And, um, thankfully the United States current leader could potentially be voted out. I don't know in the next little bit, but there is change on the horizon. And I hope, um, that these things can be reversed, but we shall see. Um, keep our fingers crossed, hold our thumbs as the Swedes say, and, uh, And yeah, just try and and create more positive news out there, I think. Um, As I was thinking about this episode and I knew that I was feeling really upset about just the general news cycle right now, I was like, you know what, whatever. Maybe I'll just look up a positive news story and see what I can find. And yeah, there's like the Good News Network. There's a bunch of different good news websites out there. Um, But it just seemed really kind of lame like old man has a hard time crossing the street and so an uber driver got out and helped him cross the street like that's great those are small acts of kindness that should be happening every day but we should also strive to live in a world where where governments are making progressive laws and uh and yeah we celebrate a 16 year old who is fighting for climate change um but then we 're also reporting on people actually responding, not just giving her the cover on magazines, people actually responding by changing laws and switching things over and and not being afraid of the larger corporations that you know line the po- the pockets of politicians like that 's what we should be hoping for um, i don 't think it 's out of reach. I just think that that it I think that it takes bravery from all of us to stop accepting the negative news cycle, uh, that we, that we, that we do accept, that we do exist in and seem to have just become complacent to. So, um, just try and, and create a world of good news in your world and let that ripple out into the rest of the world. And then maybe I'll have... Oh, maybe I'll be a little less angry and a little less hurt in in next week's um, positive news segment. Okay, so we almost had a, a dog bark there, so I almost had to stop the segment, but Otis kept it under control. Thank you, sir. Give me side eye. All right, so for the discoveries portion of uh, the podcast, I am going to be talking about um, supplements for women. And uh, I first wanna preface this by saying that you don't need supplements. It's in the name. They're supposed to supplement your diet if you feel like you are not getting enough of something. So that's why a lot of people who are doing really intense training will take a protein supplement because you need protein, um, to help repair the muscles and to help feed the muscles so that they can recover from a workout and be ready for the next one. So that's why people will take a protein supplement. And I mean, for me personally, as somebody who is fairly active, I do take a protein supplement. Um, it's with my protein who I will link in the um, in the show notes, of course, I, I will always link everything that I talk about in the episodes. Um, so I take a protein powder from my protein, uh, it's great. Um, I do the whey isolate. So it's a little bit more pure protein. It's, it's been filtered a few more times, um, so that I'm getting less carbohydrates and, and more absorbable protein, um, per scoop kind of thing. So, so yeah, so supplements not necessary, but, um, can be helpful. So, um, in this book that I've been reading beyond the pill, again, I will also link that in the show notes. Um, <coughs> uh, it's by Dr. Jolene Brighton. She talks about how by taking, uh, the birth control pill, this has been a very good, uh, women's bodies, sexual hormones, organs, all that stuff, podcast, um, by taking the birth control pill, I, uh, and all women, um, it's actually disrupting the endocrine system, so your endocrine system is the system that is uh, that controls all of the hormones in your body um, and so because the birth control or, or the birth control pill is literally tricking the brain into thinking. Uh, that you're pregnant, um, it disrupts the natural flow of hormones in the body. And I wish it was a clean system where it was only affecting estrogen and progesterone and um, your testosterone, which are all of the the very typical um, sex hormones. It is affecting all of them because actually estrogen affects uh, your insulin levels and testosterone affects uh, cortisol levels. And uh, uh, estrogen also affects cortisol levels. So there is a, a kind of intermingling of hormones that goes on and when you take the birth control pill it disrupts all of that um, also when you take the birth control pill it has to go through your whole body before it is absorbed into the bloodstream and then it takes its its effect on uh, on women's ovaries and and their brain which means it has to be filtered through the liver and so we end up with kind of liver buildup toxicity and it's really important to um, to uh, filter or or cleanse the liver, kind of detox the liver. And I'm worried about saying detox because there was a, a bit of hype around detoxing in the past, which is not entirely true. But so by detoxing the liver, what I mean is that you are, you are consuming things that support um, liver cell turnover, so creating new healthy cells, um, and kind of working through the old crappy ones. Um, so one of the things that I've been doing, and honestly it's not that good, but um, I have a roasted uh, dandelion root tea, and this has been shown in some more natural medicine practices to detoxify the liver and help, like I said, create, regenerate those more, uh, new and healthy liver cells. Um, I also am taking a, uh, a supplement called saw palmetto. So saw like, um, like a wood saw. Um, and then palmetto is like a palm tree and then E T T O all one word. So This is actually used for men, typically, when men have male pattern baldness. Um, But for women, it's actually been shown to block the conversion of testosterone into, I believe the form is DHT, it's got a very long chemical name, but I'm pretty sure it's DHT. And uh, when this happens, it means that women who have uh, hertuism or there's a there's a technical name for when women start to grow hair along their jawline and that is typically a, a a presentation of too much androgens or too much testosterone in a woman's body. Uh women who have PCOS um can show this a lot or it presents itself in um uh those small kind of itchy breakouts that are in again the the jaw Uh, jaw area of women and so saw palmetto has been shown to basically reverse those effects in women because it's blocking that dht um, conversion and so therefore you've got less uh, of a form of androgen in your body as a woman and um, and your female sex hormones can uh, work as they should so uh, protein powder i did mention saw palmetto tea as well, the dandelion root tea. Um, I also take a, a zinc copper um, supplement as well as magnesium. These are micronutrients that you can get from the diet, but many of us are depleted in these uh, vitamin er, micronutrients um, and they're actually minerals. Um, especially those of us who are working out a lot. So when you exercise, you break down and, and you use a lot of these micronutrients in the process of your workout and the process of recovery from a workout. Um, and most of us are not eating enough to then replenish those stores, um, and, uh, zinc, copper, and magnesium are all important in the balancing of hormones. So I do take uh, AOR copper zinc balance, um, cause apparently you are supposed to take them in uh, like together if you can. So I just found a balanced uh, version of the supplement. And then magnesium, I've talked about it on my Instagram page. I take magnesium by glycinate that is mixed with citrate, um, and that's in the evening. It's in a powder form and it's supposed to help me, uh, calm down and get ready for sleep because magnesium also helps with the production of melatonin in the body. So all really helpful things. Um, I do not take a biotin or a hair supplement of any kind. I just drink lots of water, eat a balanced diet, get lots of sunshine, um, and I don't wash my hair too much. It's like every three or four days, if I can help it. Um, my nails, I, I again, I just eat a good diet, lots of collagen, lots of um, protein in my diet to help build strong nails. Um, and for my skin, that's something that I'm working on. Um, lots of water. Uh, the the pill, unfortunately, it's kind of a, I don't, it's not a misnomer, but. Uh, misconception that the pill helps with clearing up skin. It definitely, it does clear up skin, but that's because it's just like putting a plug in a hole uh, where you're kind of missing balanced hormones that would give you otherwise healthy skin. Because estrogen, if you have it in a healthy balance in your body um, and you don't have too much testosterone in your body, estrogen is what gives women beautiful clear, supple skin. Testosterone is what causes breakouts. So that's just something to be, to be noted for all of you. Um, and yeah. And and then as far as sport supplements, uh, now the, the fitness industry supplement world is a little bit crazy there. I walked into Popeye's, which is a local, um, supplement store. I believe it's Canadian. Uh, but anyways, I walked into a, a Popeye's and there's just so much stuff that you can get. Um, the, that you just like, you kind of need to pick what you actually think is important. You don't need to get all the, the CLAs. You definitely don't need to get fat burners, like all of that other crazy stuff. Um, in terms of fitness supplements, all I have is, um, protein powder. Like I mentioned, I have BCAAs, which is also from the, my protein store. And I have a pre-workout from revolution because they make one that tastes like fuzzy peaches and I love fuzzy peaches. So uh, pre-workout I use just to give me a little bit of a boost. Cause I do work out in the morning and sometimes it's not always that easy to get the energy that I need. Um, and also for the intensity of workouts that I do, um, having that extra boost is really nice and um on the topic of intense workouts BCAAs uh, have been shown in a, in a couple different studies to help prolong your workouts um BCAAs are also the very specific amino acids that help with the repair and recovery of muscle tissue um during and post workout so by supplementing that in your diet it means that there's just a couple extra kind of tools in the toolkit to put things back together um So you can take BCAAs like during your workout or after your workout. I typically sip on it during the workout and then finish it after the workout. Um, I have noticed that since I started to take it again, because I took a bit of a break, uh, my muscle soreness is so much better. I did a workout last Friday and it hurt basically until Wednesday. And that is the longest I have felt soreness in my muscles from a workout in a very long time, so um, the the BCAAs can really help with that. And then protein powder is just it's really something that I'll only take, um, like I'll I'll get home from my workout, which is typically forty five minutes after I've actually finished the workout because I have to take the bus. I'll shake up a little bit of a protein shake, and then have that have my shower, get ready for the day, do all that thing, all of those things, and then um, and then I'll have like a proper breakfast. The, the protein powder is really just there to hold me over. It also gives me the peace of mind to let me know that I do have a lot of protein in my diet already. Um, and I'll, I'll use this as a snack sometimes. Like if I'm not going to have enough time to, uh, have a proper meal or to, uh, you know, whatever, make a proper snack. Um, I'll, I'll just have protein powder, uh, with a little bit of water just cause it's easy. Uh, and again, it's a protein supplement, so I know it, it won't really kind of throw off my goals and, and having too much protein is, is not the worst thing. I don't have kidney problems, so, um, I'm, I'm not worried about overdoing it with protein. Um, so yeah, uh, for, for women, you know, again, I ch- I would say that Things that support healthy hormones, especially if you're if you are on the birth control pill, are really important um, the B vitamins um, are are energy vitamins that's b two b six and b twelve I believe are the main ones um, The birth control pill will deplete those, so you can get all of those if you're eating if you are eating um, meat red meat specifically um, but it comes from meat protein, the B vitamins. So if you're eating enough of that in your diet, then you don't need to supplement the B vitamins, but it, it would help to get a, a B complex uh, if possible if you are on the birth control pill as well, just so that you don't feel like you have those dips in energy. B vitamins are also neuro, um, protective. So if you have things... Um, Like if you feel like you lose focus or anything throughout your day, uh, you feel like your memory's going, any of those things, um, the B vitamins, B vitamins can actually protect the brain from, um, kind of breaking down and, and, and losing some of its good function. So, um, just some things to consider for me, um, I have tried all kinds of supplements. I try to actually stray away from them. Uh, sometimes I'll get into like a very intense supplement zone because what I want to do is just like really kickstart, like refocus. Um, uh, on on my health and my wellness, so it's almost by way of taking a supplement and making that a part of my routine. The other routines around a healthy lifestyle are also they start to be a little bit easier to incorporate into my day day to day life. So um, so yeah, that's that's just about everything on um, supplements, my personal discoveries for supplements, the books that I get the information from. Um, I also get, and I've talked about her before, uh, the healthy hormones for women podcast by Samantha Godish. Um, she's great. And she gives all kinds of really good information, especially for kind of those outlying, uh, issues that women deal with like Hashimoto's, um, which is an autoimmune disease, uh, PCOS or polycystic ovary um, syndrome, which a ton of women have to deal with. Um, yeah, so that's it's, uh, there's a lot of really good information out there. You just have to kind of do the extra searching. Hopefully, I've given you some good information um, so that you can go forth and take care of your beautiful female body, which should be yours to control in all ways. Okay, so for... <clears throat> pardon me. I'm still kind of working through that sickness that I had a couple, uh, two weeks ago. But, um, for our health and wellness advice information, um, I'm sticking with our female theme and I really want to talk about, uh, just very generally the hormone fluctuations that women experience, um, typically in a cycle. Uh, typically 28 days, but for every woman, it is different. Um, But the average is about 28 days. So that's the schedule that I will work with. Um, If yours is 36 days, then you're looking at more like your halfway point of 18 days or something. And if you've got a shorter cycle, then just halfway point it, and uh, you'll you'll know what I mean in a second, and I really want to touch on this because i actually I went to a Catholic high school my whole life I got a great education from a Catholic high school um for those of you listening from elsewhere in Canada, at least in Ontario uh which is the province I live in, Catholic high schools are not um the, they're not private schools it's it's nothing um nothing special i guess uh Catholic high schools you just like you have. It's like a normal public school. There's just usually like a chapel in the school and you have mass all the time and you have to take religion and all of those things. So that was my education. It was great. Um, I'm obviously, I'm educated now. I've, I've gone to university and college and I like to think that I'm fairly well adjusted in the world um, because I, I got a, a decent education. But one of the things was um, sex education. Which is difficult, I mean, it's definitely come a long way, but in the Catholic education system there's they were still sort of somewhat working with the old ideas about sex and the kind of church's ideas about sex so you got you have to save yourself for marriage and um and basically our our sex education uh very briefly talked about the boys and the girls' bits um uh and and then, in terms of the actual hormone fluctuations, and there, there was some chit chat about it in my health class, which was actually associated with gym. But I mean, this is just a theory. Maybe they didn't want to teach us that much about the hormone fluctuations and that you can really only get pregnant in like a three to five day window out of the 28 days um, because they just wanted to scare us into never having sex because you can always get pregnant. Um, but who knows? So, I've had to do a lot of the research about my own hormones, um, and my own body after school, uh, in order for me to talk about these things with the young women that I train because, um, our hormones and our, the fluctuations that we experience month to month are critical. We need to be able to understand them and we need to be able to recognize when there are abnormalities in those fluctuations, um, and how those abnormalities, present themselves so that we can understand if there's something going on with the body and if the body is trying to tell us, um, that there's something going on either good or bad, uh, because some women don't even realize that, um, You know, I thought that the breakouts that I was getting underneath my jawline uh, were because I live with a cat and he was sleeping on my pillow. So I thought that I was having allergic reactions because the breakouts I I was getting were so small and they were really itchy. But turns out that was uh, an imbalance in uh, my hormones because I I was producing too much testosterone. So anyways, so in a a typical 28-day cycle, day one is the first day of the menses or the first day of your period as most women know it um, So that is the the first day of your cycle. So at this point Estrogen which is our main sexual hormone Begins to rise and it does so until about day 14, 15. So until about that halfway point. Um, and estrogen is actually, it's, it's a good, it's a helpful, it is a helpful hormone. Um, like I said, it, it makes the skin supple. It keeps it clear. Um, it helps, uh, regulate our insulin. Um, it helps keep women fairly sharp. Um, but the, the hormone that women have that actually gives us that intense, focus and sharpness and sex drive around day 12, 13, 14, 15, kind of in and around that midway point is testosterone. Uh, women do see a spike in testosterone at that time, um, because it is the hormone that kind of controls our sex, our sex drive and the body of uh, the body wants us to have a sex drive around the time that we are ovulating. So, ovulation typically happens at that halfway point when we are getting the surge or we're at our highest amount of estrogen. We've got the testosterone in there to help um, give us that extra, that uh, little extra bit of friskiness. Um, so, it is released from the ovaries and goes into the fallopian tubes and, uh, and, and, after it is released, it it has about three to five days to be fertilized. Um, and then after that point, it doesn't, it, it, unless it is fertilized, it won't latch to, uh, the uterine walls and it won't be able to grow into a child. And so as kind of like the, the, the cleanup crew, the transition crew to prepare us for the next cycle and the next release of another egg, um, we see a drop in our estrogen. Uh, we see a drop in testosterone because the body is literally saying, "Eh, well, you didn't fertilize this one. So let's not worry too much about, about having sex and about potentially fertilizing this egg because you've missed your window. So I'm going to start producing progesterone. So At about the halfway point, progesterone, which is the, I would say it's the second female sex hormone, um, increases, estrogen decreases, and progesterone, believe it or not, is actually a very chill hormone. It is supposed to make us relaxed and um, just feeling a little bit more easygoing, Um, but women will experience really crazy PMS symptoms in those 10 days ish before their next period, because the ratio of progesterone to estrogen is off. So there's still too much estrogen, which is not allowing progesterone to do what it needs to do. And we also have too much prolactin, which is another female hormone. Um, and too much prolactin is why some women will get uh, really severe cramps and really bad back aches and, uh, mood swings are caused by that, that poor, um, estrogen to progesterone ratio. Uh, and this is by the way, this is my, my basic understanding of these hormone fluctuations. I am massively simplifying it. Uh, there are tons of other hormone specific podcasts out there that you should listen to if you want more information on it or just do research yourself. Um, but anyways, so Uh, those PMS PMS symptoms, uh, are typically caused by imbalances. Um, we shouldn't go as crazy as some of us do. We shouldn't experience, um, crippling cramps and backaches. Um, because that would have, if you think about the ancient time humans, you know, uh, that would, that would massively get in the way of them just being able to live their life if they were just not able to move. Um, so Anyways, so as you get to about three or four days before your period, basically all hormones drop off um, and that allows the body to shed, uh, to prepare to shed the uterine lining. and once all of those hormones drop off, uh, then you get your first day of menses, and you get that that uterine lining shedding itself, um, so that the the old egg is gone, and uh, and we make basically a new home, a fresh new home. It's like renovating the the uterus every month, so that it's it's a fresh new home for a potential new baby. So, um, so yeah, that's that's in a nutshell. What women who are uh, living within the time of puberty, or not puberty, um, living within their their fertile window. Uh, experience. Now, before that, there's, there's way less of these sex hormones kind of circulating the body before your period. There's obviously a surge at puberty, which is why it's very confusing. You get lots of breakouts because the hormones are just trying to figure out kind of where they settle. Um, and then come menopause, you've been, uh, your estrogen levels have been decreasing steadily since about 30 and, uh, and they get to a point where they drop off completely. Um, and that is, is, uh, estrogen that is produced gonadally or from the ovaries. So, um, menopause is, is the opposite where we basically just all of the things that help us be fertile, childbearing, caring, Uh, gentle women like all of those very classic female traits they all drop off and women can just do whatever they want um i was reading a book called the female brain which i will also link in the show notes and it talks about how you know this drop off of of all of our sex hormones um it just allows us to relax um now menopause itself is very difficult Uh, some women experience very severe depression when they go through menopause. It is not an easy thing for women to go through because it is kind of, it it is, it is, uh, biologically a massive transition, uh, taking women out of kind of their main biological, uh, role, which is to childbear. So that's, that's a lot for the body to deal with and can cause all kinds of, um, really difficult symptoms, uh, depression, it, it can be very bad. Uh, hot flashes are, are quite uncomfortable. Some women start to grow hair. Some women start to lose muscle mass and gain weight. There's just like a lot of stuff that happens, but when you get to the other side of it, um, because you aren't getting those like monthly fluctuations, your mood can balance out. Um, you, those, like those, those biological needs to be accepted and to worry about social situations. Uh, lots of women they talk about how they stop worrying so much about what other people think. They're obviously they continue to be pleasant, but that like that that aching thing in the back of their mind—oh, will they like me? Won't they like me?—kind of goes away. Which I I personally cannot wait because you know in in at 24, as much as I try not to worry about what other people think, it's still there. I still need to worry about being accepted because my old tribal brain is saying that if I am not accepted, then I will probably die or I won't know about the, the herbal remedies to help me with this, that, the other thing, you know, it is, uh, it's still there. So I just, I can't wait till I can just relax about that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of in a, in a nutshell, the hormonal life cycle of a woman. Um, it's complex. And I think that a lot of women are not uh, privy to that. They all think that their hormones suck and it's just like shitty thing about being a woman, but it's actually really cool. The fact that we have this many fluctuations and we are so complex means that there's uh, a lot that we can do. We literally grow another human inside of us and that is crazy and incredible and we should not take that lightly even if you don't want children the fact that we can grow something inside of us is amazing um so as a woman to wrap up this super (laughs) female focused episode um take care of your complex and beautiful body um respect the hormone fluctuations. Educate yourself on your hormone fluctuations so that you can understand um, what you know, how you how you how you'll be feeling, how to feed your body to support those hormone productions. You know, I talked about seed cycling in the last episode. Um, that's something that you can do to support the healthy production of hormones. Um, there's just just take really good care and know that your body is yours. Um, It is yours to take care of um, and is yours to make decisions about. Uh, For those poor women who have just lost the legal right to their body, I I feel for you and know that every woman feels for you and wishes that, that we could somehow stop these people from taking away that right because... We would never take away the man's right to his body. Viagra is supported by the government and most insurance plans, for God's sake. So, um, <clears throat> so just keep that in mind. Uh, your body is, is incredible, and um, it is capable of so much. And, and in order to really take advantage of everything that a woman's body is capable of, we need to treat it right, we need to feed it right, um, and really value everything that, it's, that it can do. Okay. So this has been a pretty heavy episode, but I appreciate you for checking in and listening again. Um, my name is obviously Rai Rai from Riri's Discoveries. Uh, and you can find me in a couple ways on social media and on the internet. Uh, I am at Riri's Discoveries on Facebook and Instagram. So that's R-I-R-I-S-D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-I-E-S. Uh, on Twitter, it is just Rai Discovery. So take the S away after Rai. Um, And you'll find me on Twitter, which is just kind of like trailing thoughts. Sometimes I get, uh, you'll, you'll find a a few more of those political opinions and outrage, but also a lot of just kind of music stuff that I'm listening. It's just kind of random train of thought type stuff, which is, I think what Twitter is made for. Um, I am also on Patreon. So if you guys like this podcast and you want to hear more of it and you want to see where Riri's Discoveries is going and kind of the, the plans that I have to, create a more sustainable future, uh, and educate more people on the importance of taking care of their health as well as their environment. Um, then head over to Patreon.com forward slash Riri's discoveries and support the podcast, um, and support this stream of mine that I have to make really lasting change and cause ripple effects in not only the fitness industry, but also, um, the global, Kind of business standards industry. It sounds kind of cryptic and vague, but I have really big plans, and um, and I and I need to start working on it now. And I need to and I want to and I want to raise those funds for myself, and 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 really do this. So, I I I really appreciate any of you who decide to support me, um, and and I hope that if you do, I can continue to create the content that you want to come back to every week. Um, I also have a website, so rereaddiscoveries.ca. I've been I've owned that for a long time, and it is my favorite thing to update. Uh, it's got blogs. I now have a collaborations page where you can find all of the discounts and all the collaborations that I that I have, um, and uh, all of the. Uh, so I, you know, I'm Amazon affiliate. I've got the Fam Sportswear up there. I've now got my protein up there. Um, if you shop through any of the links that I have included on the collaborations page, I will receive a small commission from it. So just know that that is another way to support me and uh, the Rerees Discoveries dreams that I have um, and and of course I am so grateful to any of you who do decide to shop through that um, and yeah that is I'm pretty sure that's all the ways that you can get in touch with me um, you can also send me an email at discoveries at outlook.com I am, I am open to hearing from you I want to know what you like, what you don't like what you want to hear more of if you have uh, interesting stories about um, women or if you are a woman, your body and if you have if you have good information and all of that um, I'd love to hear from you so yeah, that's Discoveries at outlook.com so once again, thank you so much for listening, I know that this was a pretty heavy episode but I think it was an important one to make and I I feel pretty excited about it um, you know, and and that just leaves me with one last thing to say and that is Do something good for your body today, everybody. All right, have a great week.